0: Plugged In Podcast presented by the Institute for Energy Research. To find out more about our work, visit our website at instituteforenergyresearch.org. Welcome back to the Plugged In Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Stevens. I'm a policy analyst here at the Institute for Energy Research. On June 25th, Pennsylvania's State Attorney General, Josh Shapiro, released a report from a two-year grand jury investigation, which uses anecdotal allegations to attack the state's natural gas industry and regulators. However, in response to the report, Pennsylvania's Department of Environmental Protection wrote that the report, quote, presents an inaccurate and and incomplete picture of Pennsylvania's regulatory program, that it is factually and legally inaccurate, and it does a disservice to the citizens of the Commonwealth. Joining me today to discuss this report is Gordon Tom. Gordon is a senior fellow with the Commonwealth Foundation, a Pennsylvania-based free market think tank, and the primary editor of a best-selling book, Inconvenient Facts, The Science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Gordon has been a newspaper reporter, a communications executive in the nuclear power and electric utilities industries, and a management consultant. He has spoken on behalf of the International Atomic Energy Agency on lessons of the Fukushima and Three Mile Island nuclear accidents, and is a winner of the Cicero Speechwriting Awards. Gordon, thank you for coming on the show today.
1: You're welcome. I appreciate the opportunity. For some
0: background on this, could you just start by explaining how uh, the process of a grand jury investigation investigation sort of works and then provide a short timeline of how and why this specific investigation started?
1: Sure. Well, as some of you may already know, a grand jury is a secret proceeding where a prosecutor presents witnesses to support allegations of wrongdoing. Those being charged are given no opportunity to defend themselves, It's simply a, a presentation of, um, of, of charges. On February 27th, the Allegheny County Court in Pittsburgh accepted the grand jury's report, which was the product of a two year investigation. Included in the report were responses from the department, Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection, the Department of Health, and uh, also responses from two individuals who had formerly led the Department of Environmental Protection. Uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro announced the report at a press conference on June 25th, and the industry and others followed up with public statements that were highly critical of the report. The rationale for the grand jury investigation, frankly, is not clear to us. Pennsylvania's natural gas industry has been highly regulated for years, much, if not all, of the issues covered in the grand jury report were already resolved through the regulatory process or were working their way through the system. The report has the markings, in our view, of a political document intended to raise the profile of an attorney general widely reviewed as a future gubernatorial candidate in Pennsylvania. He has sponsored other similarly political exercises in the past.
0: Yeah, the report makes some strong claims about the natural gas industry and regulatory failure in the state of Pennsylvania. There, and as you sort of mentioned, there, uh, industry groups and the Department of Environment Environmental Protection pointed out several problems. The two big things that they are pointing to is that the report excluded information about existing laws that are already on the books, and that it makes recommendations for policies that. That already exists. So, uh, can you just sort out exactly what's going on with the report? How valid are these concerns from industry groups and from the Department of Envi- Environmental Protection?
1: Well, because because the report's made up of claims from anonymous sources, it's difficult to judge what valid or not valid uh, for somebody like myself, at least. What is clear from responses of the Department of, of Environmental Protection and others is that there is little, if anything, new in the report. Mike Kranser, a Department of Environmental Protection Secretary between 2011 and 2013, says one issue was covered by an eight-and-a-half-year-old uh, Department of Environmental Protection consent order. Another issue, according to Crancer, is a case where the DEP fined a company more than four million million six six years ago. An industry group here in Pennsylvania, the Marcellus Shale Coalition, defends Pennsylvania's regulatory framework is one that, quote, repeatedly referenced as a model for others to follow. The, the coalition also states that the state review of oil and natural gas environmental regulations, which is a, an independent nonprofit regulatory review commission, that commission has given Pennsylvania's oil and gas program high marks, citing it as well-managed, professional, and meeting program objectives. Also from the the industry, the industry says a review of Pennsylvania's unconventional oil and gas regulatory landscape details, 43 laws on the books. This is all in Pennsylvania, 43 laws on the books, seven technical guidance documents, and 28 permit authorization packages, and that's just with DEP. From 2010 to 2019, DEP inspected the unconventional shale gas wells. Almost 135,000 times. That includes just last year 19,000 well site inspections. Given all that, a grand jury investigation appears to be quite unnecessary and is more likely an abuse of the system than a good faith search for the truth.
0: Yeah, for me, you know, one of the things that jumped out on the report was that it claimed that fracking operations aren't required to disclose the chemicals that are in uh, fracturing fluids. And we know that that's just an inaccurate claim. And it was an issue that uh, the industry sort of took on voluntarily pretty much on a national basis almost a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And then in the state of Pennsylvania, I believe it was in 2012, uh, it was actually mandated that they report these things. So it's clear that there is actually factual inaccuracies in the report. And so it seems like the complaints from the industry groups are pretty valid here. So how do we explain the state AG releasing report that seems to be ignorant of years of regulatory changes and one that makes recommendations for things that are already on the books? Because it seems that by doing this, it seems to suggest that he's either willfully ignorant of the rules uh, and regulations that he's supposed to enforce, or there's something more malicious going on.
1: What you just cited there is the fundamental question for me. Is this willful ignorance or just plain, pure and simple ignorance? You mentioned the the you know public dis- disclosure of chemicals and drilling fluids. Well, in Pennsylvania, a number of companies took steps On their own to disclose that they just saw that as something that the public was going to want to know and and demand and uh, they they began making those what those fluids contain public. Before the it even became law, so uh, I don't know what the Attorney General is talking about, as you suggested, we we can only surmise a lack of knowledge on the part of the Attorney General. Uh, He failed to inform the grand jury of critical facts about existing regulations that make Pennsylvania's industry among the most tightly controlled in the world. If the grand jurors, if the jurors, the people making up the grand jury, had known some of this information, I have to believe they would have written a very different report. The report unconvincingly attempts to smear Pennsylvania's natural gas businesses and the state's departments of health and environmental protection with this regrettable display of ignorance. The report ignores much basic information about improvements made over the last decade, both by the industry and by regulators to to protect people and the environment.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So the, the report, Shapiro in various places has claimed that he's not trying to ban fracking in Pennsylvania, but the report recommends a 2,500 foot setback rule, similar to one that we saw in Colorado with uh, Proposition 112. A nearly half mile setback rule like that for people who aren't familiar with Pennsylvania, and fracking operations there. And that pretty much guarantees a, a ban on fracking, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it's very. it would be very difficult. Um, the fracking that's taking place very often is on agricultural lands, and there's buildings all over the place in these, on these lands. And uh, a half a mile is quite a, quite a serious restriction on, on operations, and, and it would be difficult to continue, I think, in Pennsylvania in a lot of places. Uh, We're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about the wild west where you have miles and miles of uninhabited, millions of acres of uninhabited land.
0: And again, for people not from Pennsylvania, could you just explain the role of the natural gas industry in Pennsylvania's economy? and just what's sort of the industry's track record there with compliance?
1: Well, I'm, I'm a native Pennsylvania. I've lived here all my life. I've lived in probably a half a dozen different counties, all all pretty much rural rural counties actually. And so to, to see to you know I've watched the steel industry decline, the, the mining industry decline, and the textile industry in this state decline, and uh, this the advent of of natural gas production the unconventional natural gas production in the Marcellus shale region has been a huge boon to Pennsylvania's economy and to the country's energy supply since 2012 Pennsylvania's tax on gas production has generated nearly 1.7 billion billion with a beef dollars for state and local governments When you count Pennsylvania's state income tax and its extraordinarily high corporate income tax, the state's gas industry is one of the most heavily taxed in the country. As far as benefits, economic benefits uh, to to others, other than, you know, people other than in state government, since 2010, gas development has generated about $10 billion in royalty payments. The industry supports 300,000 direct and indirect jobs in Pennsylvania and contributes $45 billion dollars. To the economy. By 2025, the industry is expected to produce 600,000 jobs in Pennsylvania. Since 2008, the natural gas boom has has driven the price of gas down by 56 to 76%. I can tell you as a lifelong Pennsylvanian, I'm, I'm paying the lowest energy prices I've ever paid. The average annual savings for households range from $1,100 to $2,200. Wholesale electric prices are down by 41% since 2008. And finally, Pennsylvania is the second largest natural gas producer in the U.S., making up 19% of the country's production.
0: Yeah, so it's obvious that the industry plays an important role in the economy there. What's the significance then of the AG leading an attack on the industry like this?
1: Well, gas production in Pennsylvania is one of Pennsylvania's most promising industries for the future. And like Other industrial activities, it's under continual attack by environmental extremists and political opportunists. The gas industry deserves to be supported by reasonable people who, while expecting responsible operations and accountability, people who recognize that the gas industry is a critically important source of energy and a producer of immense economic value for for all citizens. Baseless attacks like the grand jury's report just helps nobody. And I should note that the Republican leadership of the Pennsylvania legislature has been supportive in this of the industry and strives to maintain a balanced approach to the regulation of this of this critical uh, these critical operations in, in the state. And as far as the the industry's behavior, my own observation is, you know, it's not perfect. No industry is. Mistakes are made, but as far as I can see We have some of the most progressive companies in the country operating here in Pennsylvania, I'm as a, as a citizen, just as a citizen, I'm, I'm well satisfied with their performance. For people
0: who are concerned about this report, what are the things that we should be paying attention to going forward here? And what should we look for both coming out of, I guess, the attorney general's office, but then just the response from maybe companies and uh, the industry?
1: Yeah, I. It's a little early in the game, I, I suppose. I just asked my own state representative this earlier in the week about this. I I, I know him uh, on a personal level, and he somehow he even missed he missed the news. Now, energy is not his focus necessarily, but he's a very tuned in man, and, and reads an awful lot. And I was surprised he had missed this one. But anyhow, we're we're just going to have to see whether the attorney general has learned anything from all the information that the responses of the industry and regulators. Have presented to him. they've made him, if he wasn't aware before, they made him aware of a lot of things that have taken place in recent years to ensure that this industry is regulated well and that it performs in a responsible way. If the attorney general has learned anything in the in the last few weeks, I'm hoping that he drops his pursuit of the industry, but but we're just going to have to see. Uh, how this spell plays out. Great.
0: My guest today has been Gordon Tom from the Commonwealth Foundation in Pennsylvania. Gordon, thank you again for taking the time to speak with me today.
1: Again, thanks for the opportunity, Alex. Really appreciate it.